What shall we look at? Press star six to unmute yourself. This is Renee. Hey, Renee. Hi. Yeah, I've been um, looking at um, just how ego thinks that something is wrong with getting sick Mm. or getting old or dying. Yeah, I should say Mm. and. Mm -hmm. I'll bring those ands. The ands in between. Mm -hmm. But seeing how yeah. you've been you've been seeing how ego always has the, says there's something wrong with getting sick, getting old, and dying. Yes. Yes, and so it sort of uses it for me to depress me, um, where I feel depression from it, like thinking about it or feeling something in my body change or thinking that I don't have a lot of years left or things like that. Like it comes in and says these things and then I feel depressed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the thoughts that you hear coming in are things like, you know, you don't have that many years left. It's just, and and the the effect that those thoughts have on you is that it's used to get you depressed, to feel depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah, so the the thing that I've been practicing with is just being here. Just, you know, this mm-hmm. helps me to do the, just to come back to the breath and mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. joy here right now. And uh, so it's similar to any other thought process related to uh, or that would cause me to suffer. Mm-hmm. And so the, mm-hmm. the same solution is to practice with the breath and the practice of the year-long retreat exercises Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just continuing to do those things is really, Mm -hmm. really helping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're seeing that that thought process that you, that it's using now around getting sick, getting old and dying is really the same as every other thought process and the quote solution or the way you've been practicing with it is the same. It is the to to really practice dropping it and being present and turning to the to the practices that we've been doing in the year long retreat, which is get come to the breath, look for joy. Really getting present. And it's it's the same uh, same approach with this thought process as as with any thought process that it gets us with. You're just mm-hmm. looking at it with mm-hmm. this one. Right, and practicing with it, you know, so it's mm-hmm. another compelling, compelling content. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so it seems to be strengthening the practice more. And the other thing I've noticed is that other people also aren't okay with these three topics. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, yeah, that, that can get back and snag others, too, <laughs> or so it seems, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't have the practice in most cases of the people that I'm talking to or interacting with and um, noticing where there's a lot of times I'm okay with with sickness, uh, old age and death, like I'm just practicing so I'm not buying into that concept of it being wrong. And mm-hmm. But other people are pretty much constantly in that place. Uh, of it being uh-huh. wrong, yeah. Uh huh. And so, let me see if I'm if I'm with you. So, what you're on a process level, it sounds like what you're seeing is that when it's going on in your head and the thoughts are there, you're you're really practicing with it, dropping it and coming back, finding the joy, that kind of thing. And then what can happen is that if if, if there's it sounds like the process of projection, like okay, they're not okay with those three things and that that can really uh, trigger well yeah that that can be that and, and that they don't practice you know in the same way that that can be more challenging that can kind of mm-hmm. keep that uh, 
keep that uh, compelling uh, content going. Yeah, it can make it more real or something. Make it more real. Uh Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, how I was raised with my family. And, you know, everyone is just uh, so opposed to um, death, mainly, I think. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so uh, resistant, I guess to it, suffer over it, mm-hmm. and um, so it's, it's interesting to be, it's interesting, it's, let's see, I can feel myself getting pulled back into it when other folks that I talk to are in that place of panic or, uh-huh. you know, or something wrong, and then I can also be in the other place of presence where I'm sort of trying to figure out how to be with them, I guess, when I'm not yeah. getting pulled into it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so um, seeing that, well, you can see how you are conditioned, that the people in your family are very uh, opposed to death and that can, can succumb into that panic. And it feels like you can kind of see where that is. And when that arises, when that's there for you, you can both see how you are with that and how you want to be with them when that's there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's just practicing with all of it. And um, yeah. I also know, as you were talking, I also noticed that when I am sad about it, which I'm also accepting, mm-hmm. other people aren't okay with my sadness. Like they want me to be happy or not sad or it's just, you know, it's all this, all these different uh, interactions and projections and yeah. um, Yeah. And then is that my reverse projection of them thinking they're not okay with me being sad? Uh And, you know, it's just a lot of new, um, new things to practice with and to notice and, to keep going back to the breath and not thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like a really rich, a lot to practice with because there you are. Sometimes you do get sad and then it can seem like other people aren't okay with you being sad. And so so there's this, well, what's that? Is that a double projection that you know and and it sounds like just a lot of exploration a lot of noticing and mm-hmm. paying attention because there you are doing practicing with your tools it's okay just being present and really in in that place of awareness seeing so much so many um different places and dimensions yeah too. yeah it is it's really and it's, it's in the um it's in the world as well now that you know COVID cases are increasing, and so in the field I'm in and the work I'm doing, it's like we have an outbreak and we have more people actually getting it this time than before, and now we're all wearing masks again, and it's just, you know, full time, and it's just this whole practice opportunity, just this this whole thing, you know, and a lot of feelings. Yeah. Yeah, so what's going on out there in the world with the increase in the COVID cases and everything, especially in the field you're in, it really is back up again. There's a whole lot, just a whole lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so just keep, it's such an anchor. The practice Mm. is such a grounding place to be in same daily recollection today. It's just so Mm -hmm. grounding. Mm hmm to have that to have this this grounding place with the daily recollection and just showing up and being here in the practice is yeah it's just very grounding yeah thank you an anchor yeah Yeah. thank you thank you this is Phil Margaret Phil and then Margaret well um right now I'm in a, a an intense an intense workshop and um so let's see what I'm going to say about it. Okay. Um 
I was, I came home, I was traveling a bit, and I came home yesterday, and much to my surprise, when I opened my backpack, something very important and expensive was not there. And it was like um, my body went into some kind of shock, you know. This can't have happened. And um, so as, as I was there looking back, I saw how it happened. And um, so I did all the necessary things you have to do, set, uh, do claims and stuff, make a claim, and you know, to see if it would return, you know, if I would, somebody would find it and I'd get it back. So, and it's in a place that I don't have access to at all, except through this online claim. So, it was, it's been amazing, actually, um, the, you know, what I've seen, or what's dropped in, let's put it that way, are the different things that are going on for me. You know, there's, I've watched and it's uh, and I've been seeing how it's so easy to go up into content. So it would be like this: if I get it back, you know, conditioning would be saying, "Oh, if you get it back, you know, you'd be really happy." And then I look at the, you know at the other side: if you don't get it back, you will be really upset and angry and miserable. So um, and I saw right away that you no, know, that's that's. Content. I mean, it doesn't seem like content, but it was content. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because and would this be a time to, for me to jump in and reflect a bit? No, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like a, a really big, intense practice opportunity, and and the way that you describe it, you're looking. You noticed what happened with your body when you first noticed it was gone. You you, you noticed what 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 uh, was there to do. And you know to call and make the claim and whatnot, and then are noticing the voices that are even telling you that it's about content as you're noticing the process and and um, seeing that the voices are saying, well, if you get it back, you're going to be really happy, and if you don't, you're going to get it, you're going to be really miserable, and then seeing, wait, that's content, and really recognizing the pull that the, that the, that ego has to make it about content. Yeah, and in, in and and then also in very subtle ways, like it'll it'll drop in little um, either memories of uh, of it, or you know, it it it's it's it wants to focus on the thing that that is missing and that is lost, or whatever you want to call it. And um, and and of course, in first it wanted to blame, try to blame me. And as I look back, I was very aware of the whole situation. I just wasn't aware of that particular item, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know. So, mm-hmm. and I never did become aware of it until I was home, even though mm-hmm. I was, you know, walking around in in awareness of what was going on now, you know, the now then. And, um, I mean, as much as I know if I was present, who knows. But, you know, it felt like I was being aware and of, of that, but not never had one awareness of this particular item until I got home and saw it was missing. Well, and and it that's, was, that's interesting, yeah. Too, if I, if I may, that that sure. that where conditioning went to initially was blame, was blaming you, and and you you know that you weren't paying attention or weren't aware but you in your experience there was awareness just not at that on that particular and you could even see how that happened but you weren't but in that moment whatever that attention wasn't on that particular thing until you got home yeah um Mm -hmm. so then um you know last night when i woke up or and even before i was going to sleep it, you know, I still felt that my body was just like shaking because I know it was some kind of shock. You know, I was just like in, mm-hmm. in that kind of mode, and and um, so it it uh, so I knew you know I did a lot of recording, of course, and listening, mm-hmm. and um, 
and and I knew I had to stay. It was so evident. It was it's either this uh, week's practice, you know, for the year long practice, or it was in the in the um, musings. I'm not sure where at this point. I have to go back, but it was like um, so aware of having to stay in that place of process of being, you know, with with life not being a, a this is what what a, 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 a I want to say a person but a an entity, you know, mm-hmm. that was going to either save me or miraculously, you know, have it turn out my way or um mm-hmm. and, and this part was it was that's the part that was really interesting cuz conditioning it makes it so easy to go in that place and it feels like you know oh you know it, it, i mean it's so that place is so interesting and and um can be so tricky because you know you you want to open up the the intention to life to perhaps bring it back and at the same time not have it mean anything that okay that if you, if you bring it back life love you or you know yeah. it, it's just yeah. a it's just an amazing um yeah. place to see i think at least it was for me and i've seen it before but you know in this particular case i saw it again where trying to make someone uh you know say god uh, anybody life um miraculously you know make it work out yeah for me like for me yeah yeah it is such a tricky place as you say that because it's that it's that you could see in in your in the process as you were looking at it so so closely it sounds like that there was this there was this place in which there was an entity like uh a, like God or life or whatever that to, to make us somebody that would then intervene and make, and get that back for you so then it would work out or whatever. And and to stay, how you could see how important it was to stay in the process, in, which includes that whole thing that you were describing, right? Because so mm-hmm. there's nothing left out of the process but just watching that place of of that pull into um, maybe God will make it work out this way and get it back to me, or you know, or and yet at the same time wanting to be open to whatever might happen that would return, you know, just kind of open to everything and seeing it all. Yeah, and so when I was able to, like I say last night, actually um, stay with. Uh, the process of just letting what is be what it is and mm-hmm. and at the same time of course open to well seeing that whether it the item came back or didn't come back um the it was a gift and certainly the workshop was a gift is a gift and mm-hmm. um and that basically uh not easily but i have resources to replace it it wasn't like something died you know then you have can't even replace it so it was a really good workshop for not only for death which i've been through many times not my own of course but um and also for just plain you know uh, surrendering and not going to a place where um, something will, you know, will end up making it go my way. I mean, it was, it's just, mm-hmm. and it's not over yet. I'm right in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. it's wow. just Wow, talk about a workshop, huh? Yeah, it's a, uh-huh. I mean, so many levels and so many nuances and so many things to see in terms of, of what you've been talking about, you know, the everything that you've been seeing and just, it sounds like where you where you got to was that it's all a gift. The thing itself was a gift. The workshop is a gift. What staying in in the place where you are is a gift. You know, uh, where with what is is a gift. It's just um, 
Yeah, I just have this image of this open-handed response to everything. You know, just it's all a gift. It is, and it's a, it's of course it's a a, a gift of of practice. And um, you know, I, I can recall a time where if something like this had happened, because this is a, an important item, if something like this had happened, um, there would be some kind of loss of faith. You know, loss of faith in this entity that was supposed to not let stuff like that happen, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and be very angry at myself as, as well, more than likely. And, um, and that part, by just, just focusing on the process, just focusing on, you know, being here now, just keeping my focus, it, that did not, the, the that loss of faith or that anger, um, you know, after the first minute or two, didn't hasn't happened. So, uh, and I feel pretty much as as of this morning, and after you know walking and listening and recording, in a place of equilibri- equilibrium where there, there, you know, there was even room for love and and joy and peace coming up you know as i was walking and and uh, i mean i think that's the miracle you know Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. wow yeah and to to see it and receive it that that, to have that larger that large perspective enough to see there was a time when something like this would have made would have made me angry or or, you know, have a loss of faith and feel like it shouldn't, you know, life God, whoever, that entity should, didn't deliver what they should have, or maybe it's mine. You know, it would have just mm-hmm. been, it just been seen very differently. And mm-hmm. with, and it sounds like using all of your practice tools, you know, moving the body and listening and recording and just paying attention and expanded awareness and acceptance and all those things you've been talking about, it's, it's like could, it, it left you in a place of equilibrium. You know, of, of mm-hmm. seeing, seeing it all. And, yeah, just what a workshop. I can see why you described yeah. it as an intense workshop when you started out. There's just so much to it. Huh? Yes, there is quite a lot to it. You know, we'll see what happens after, for the next, you know, phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's still, you're in the midst. In the midst. <laughs> Not yeah. over yet. Yeah. 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 So, thank you. It's good to be able to. Um, try to express, you know, what I was seeing and what yeah, I was dropping well, in and all that. Yeah. yeah. Helpful for all of us. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Thank you. Margaret. Hi. Um, I'm so grateful to be here and to have this opportunity. Um, I've been in a, um, a workshop myself about... Um, Let's see. It it uh, the workshop started Thursday night when I was um, walking with my husband and my dog, and um, all of a sudden I felt like a real. Um, it was a sting of some kind, um, and it was where basically on my <laughs> right side, on the back side. And um, I, I was really startled by it, and I reached back, and I realized my, my first thought about it was that it was inside. My, I was wearing some long, lightweight pants. I was thinking that whatever bit me was on the inside of my pants, not on the outside. <laughs> and so I reached around thinking it was a spider because we have a lot of spiders in our house and in the surrounding area. And I somehow, even though I later realized that was impossible, um, at the time I thought I would just sort of pull, these are loose pants, that I would pull the little guy away from my leg and sort of just hold it there until mm-hmm. I could get home, which is another five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And... And when I did that, I got stung again in my finger, um, uh-huh. which was part of that little cradling. 
And that was a super surprise. And it sort of like, was sort of like, because I had this construct that it was inside my pants. And instead, that was sort of telling me something different, although the pants are so thin. I thought it could, still thought it could have stung me through the, you know, the garment. So, so if, if I may, Margaret, the, so you, this workshop that started where you experienced this sting and, and what the mind was doing of, well, is it inside or is it outside? And maybe I do this and I can let the guy out. And so it sounds like there was a lot of information being fed to you about what to do about this in this place of startled. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then after making our way home, I, we discovered that it was just a single penetrating sting and probably from a bee or a wasp and it was swelling and all that. And I was just totally surprised by that. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. so it apparently it's, and, and it really, it wasn't like until the next day that I, I had compassion for the bee or the, I'm guessing it was a bee and that, you know, I had touched the stinger because there was no stinger left in there either and just the one single penetration and and then my pants were actually sealed at the bottom and the top. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just so amazing. Um, and then, you know, so I've been icing it and taking care of the, the um, intense sort of physical sensations from it. But also just feeling um, you know being able to just kind of surrender to there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong, this wasn't mm-hmm. wrong that this happened, you know, and realize that the bee just was probably heading home at dusk and flew right into me <laughs> and, so I, and I just you know i I uh yeah. Later, then after sitting more with it, I realized that I had a whole, I have, ever since I was about eight or nine years old, I've had this feeling about insects being unsafe. And, Uh you know, not so much spiders, but bees and wasps because of incidents with my family, my my brother and my mother Mm -hmm. go into anaphylactic mm -hmm. shock about that. So... Uh Well, yeah. and so and so it sounds like the workshop again with looking at what happened with the bee or whatever and the sting and all of those things and seeing there was care for the one person the human who got stung sounds like there was compassion that was there for the bee itself there's a recognition of where maybe the conditioned belief came from within your family that this is unsafe and all of the and just noticing what condition mine did around the incident what the you know and then a larger sense of of what's happening on a process level of of the of the care and the compassion and the fear and all of that yeah and and as you're reflecting that i'm seeing more it it also, what arose was feeling like this is the beginning of the projection workshop that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. soon or workshops and mm-hmm. and that it it's like I opened this giant box or you know um box of all these beliefs and projections and mm-hmm. um, ways of being being mm-hmm. being that I had built you know, just projections, yeah. zillions yeah. of them about, yeah, being with this case or whatever, right? Pardon? I said in this case the projection on the bees or whatever it was, right? Because, you know, so, so yeah. the projection workshop started early for you. <laughs> and here it is, what you <laughs> saw was there's this humongous box of projections and beliefs that felt like it got opened through this, through this yeah. uh, situation and really getting to see all of that, the enormity of it, it sounds like. Yeah, and and at the same time, not being dragged down by that mm-hmm. um, or not having that be wrong mm-hmm. and and just so grateful that that I, I received this gift of, 
of insight into um, how that can be limiting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't that big to see that that something like this can happen and you can actually be in a place of there's nothing wrong. That this is this is just a really good opportunity to see to see it all and to go there with that with it like that. Yes. So I'm I'm very gift I mean, just feeling gifted by practice mm-hmm. and grateful for for um, these opportunities for practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, feeling very gifted by practice and grateful for the opportunity to practice. Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, thank you, Michael. I shall. Jen and Ann. Um. I've been reminded of a couple of workshops I've had recently that I wanted to look at a little bit more. Um, And one of the things that keeps coming up for me in this conversation is something that Sherry said some years ago now that um, I can't remember exactly how she said it, but essentially, you know, we're only allowed to be happy in certain karmically predisposed situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah that we're only allowed to be happy in certain predisposed karmic, karmically predisposed situations. Mm-hmm. And I was so struck by that at the time. And as people were talking this morning, I just, um, there are a couple of situations that I saw so much in. It feels like um, one was I was driving somewhere recently um, locally where I've driven before, but not for a long time. And um, so not completely familiar with it. And as I was driving, there kept being sort of times where I thought, gosh, is this the right way? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, it was it's absolutely gorgeous, just stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And what I was so aware of was in the moments where I was sure, oh, yeah, yeah, I know where I am and this is the right direction. I was allowed to completely enjoy the beauty. Mm. And in the moments where there was, eh, I'm not so sure if this actually is the right direction, I literally was, I mean, that, that kind of is a good way to say it. I wasn't allowed to. It, mm. it really, truly was attempting to block me from, well, you can't, I mean, you've got to be anxious. <laughs> you, can't be, uh-huh. you can't be enjoying the beauty until you're sure you know where you're going then you can enjoy wow. the beauty. Wow. And to act to see all of that going on. Yeah. So there you exactly. are driving, going back and forth between feeling like you know where you are and not sure if you really are going the right way. And in those two places seeing, okay, now I can enjoy the beauty. Now mm-hmm. I'm actually blocked from enjoying. Mm-hmm. You can't enjoy the beauty until you know you're back at that other place where you know where you are. And there's no one that's watching at all. Exactly. And that's the piece that was so huge. That's the piece that feels like, at least for me, I'm benefiting so much from the year-long retreat and what everyone's talking about when they call in about it and just practicing with it. Because what I saw was it, it really is, oh, yeah, now you can be happy. Now you can't. Now you can be happy. Now you can't. Like I, I'm, I'm supposed to be ego's, you know, puppet right? Mm -hmm. But in exactly as you just said, in the awareness of all of it, that's the joy. That's the joy. Because then even in those moments where there's actually, I'm really not sure if if I really do, if I'm sure if I know where I am. And, you know, I mean, nothing terrible is going to happen, but there's a lot of land back here. (laughs) I could be back here for a while with no cell signal, you know, that sort of thing. Um, But the, but the joy is not in the, no, I am going to be. It's okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, I, I can be happy right now. It's not yeah. that. The joy is in the awareness of all of it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yes, the joy, 
love is truly and profoundly unconditional, right? Because it's yeah, not dependent. It's not only that it's not dependent on these conditions versus these conditions. It's not yeah. even dependent on any conditions at all. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so the joy is the the joy is is experienced in the awareness of it all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the other the other workshop was that there was something coming up that it looked suddenly it was like, wow, this thing might all come together and I might be able to do this thing, um, which was not, not a huge thing. And I hadn't, you know, maybe it was going to happen, maybe it wasn't. And, um, but it turns out it, it isn't going to happen. <laughs> and it was one of those where once I found out it isn't going to happen, I realized how much I really would have liked to have it happen, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the exact same process, which was that, sort of, I was, uh, how do I say it? Well, basically that my experience was was supposed to be controlled by circumstances, right? Would have been great if, just like that conversation earlier, you're, it's going to be good if this, and it's going to be bad if this. Yeah. And not even hearing until stepping back and being aware of it, hearing the dictate in that. Truly, like you don't even get a choice in this. This is good. This is bad. You can feel good here. You're going to feel bad there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 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 um, be the recipient of that dictate and not even realizing it. It sounds like at at mm-hmm. at, at a lot of time or a lot of the time, maybe even for all of us, that mm-hmm. that it's really saying you will be okay here and you will not be okay here. But what mm-hmm. you what you experienced was there was a there was a stepping back and when those when the circumstances were that you weren't going to get to do this thing or it wasn't going to happen then there was a seeing that the that oh I really did want that and and in in whatever way happened it sounds like that was you could see how the dictating happens mhm yeah there was a profound piece of that second workshop that was something like um like, um, what is it? It sounds funny to say, but almost like, wow, by having all of that, that suddenly that thing come up that might be ha- might be able to happen, but I completely didn't expect, and then not have it happen. There was this sense of like, wow, I, I think I'm a little bit in survival here. Like, in terms of sort of, well, a piece of it actually is, you know, like, for example, it's really hot here right now and it's hot like kind of day in day out right mm-hmm. um and sort of that sense of oh th- there's just survival and what i there was a sense of in that way of like the still small voice um a questioning of so what that's okay mm-hmm. and what i saw in that was Images of, I mean, some of the most profound sort of uh, tales, stories that we hear of transformation come out of situations that are, quote, survival. And so I saw this, the assumption is, well, that's bad, right? You shouldn't be in survival. And what I saw was only ego frames it that way. Because in that stepping back and being truly with all that it is, all that is exactly as it is. For example, when I really let myself have the experience fully, you know, there were some tears, truly, for just a few minutes. And that felt so comforting and joyful just to fully be allowed to have the experience. And I just got to this place of like, God, maybe that's why those often we do hear it profound experiences of transformation when people are in situations that are described as survival because there's that huge potential for surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So to see that there, you know, the heat being the example that it, I'm just in survival, you know, and so to to get that that that, that is okay and that there was an assumption that maybe that wasn't, oh, no, we shouldn't just be in survival. And and to see that some of the greatest transformation stories ever that we have as humanity come from when people were just in survival. And maybe the, that's because there's such a deep 
opportunity for surrender. And it sounds like that's what happened with you, is that there was a moment of, of well, maybe many moments, I don't know, of, of just <laughs> surrendering to, in this case, the heat, you know, and there were tears, there was whatever there was, but it was a moment of surrender to what is. Yeah, the moment of surrender was with, was not so much with the heat. That just felt like a, a, um, prof, a, uh, oh, just a good example. example of, but it was with the letting go of the thing that wasn't going to happen. Oh, um, right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And w- but what I saw when you, when you, um, reflected that was because I don't, I don't know if this is so, but this is what I saw. Only ego would frame things as survival. Or non-survival because I wow. suppose it's it's survival. Yeah, yeah. you know wow. because for when we're just here, with <laughs> fully profoundly with what is, it feels like that again. That's the joy that we're talking about: yeah. being fully profoundly present to what is. And so only ego would frame it as survival or non-survival. Yeah. Wow. That is only ego would frame and, and frame things as survival, maybe because it is survival. And that when we are just here, you know, deeply, completely here, um, that's really all. You know, it doesn't get framed as survival or not. And that's where, mm-hmm. again, that's where it all. You could know, say the joy is, but that's just the here, with the capital H. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. Ian. Hey. Um, I'm really appreciating this conversation, and I'm very grateful to to be here. I am, it just feels like it's so, everything everybody's talked about is so connected, and I am, I was really moved by the um, Musing article that came out. I think it came out last this week, this weekend. Um, the thing that hit me was, um, and I could so relate to, was the the idea that ego holds out that as soon as this content is resolved, which a lot of people have been talking about this morning, as soon as this content is resolved, then I can be happier. Then I can be okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what you're really resonating with this morning is, uh, as people are talking, and what you saw in the Musings article was that the the uh, that ego will hold out whenever this con- as soon as this content situation is resolved, then I can be okay. Yeah, it's almost like you know, as soon as I reach, I think the first caller said, well, as soon as I reach solid ground. You know, I have something firm to stand on. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. then I can relax. Then I'll, you know, then I'll be okay. And of course, I think they, what do they describe life as or practice as being in a room in roller coasters, a room full of marbles on the floor <laughs> with roller coasters. Not roller coasters, roller, uh, roller skates on. Uh, a room full of marbles being on roller skates? Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 and so and so, looking for something on firm, solid ground is to in order to be happy. It's sort of a setup for not being happy. It sounds like you're you're pointing to. Oh yeah, Rebecca, I hadn't looked. Well, you know, I I I I, I was watching myself be upset about content, you know, and kind of moaning, oh my, you know, woe is me, I have this content, and then I had a couple of um, interactions with some friends who, you know. I mean, I know there's no comparison, but but there was just oh my gosh that they're dealing with some some tough content. And one of them, um, a friend of mine, just got um, diagnosed with a degenerative neurological condition, and um, and so there's no resolving. There is no once this content is resolved because it's degenerative, you know. And um, and it just really um, kind of blew me blew me over. Mm-hmm. So you could see in, in, in you know, oh my, con- this is so bad. You know, basically looking at your own content and then really getting in sounds like a, a larger perspective of, wow, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of content out there that people are dealing with, and 
and and and some in which there will not ever be a resolution. You know, we can we can project or look at it in that way. Yeah, and, and well, and you know, of course, we're all going to die. As, as a you yeah. know, kind of the call started out with, you know, old age, sickness, and death, and um, yeah. and and um, it it just feels like such a um, I don't know, so many things just came up, <laughs> but, you know, almost petty that if I can resolve this little piece of content, then I'll be happy. But, you know, there's such a bigger perspective and and just the, I don't know, it's just hitting me in a new way of the practice of just being here. Like I liked what you said, here with a capital H and finding the joy in this moment because that's all we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding here or finding joy in the moment, because that's all we have. Wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it just feels, it just feels really huge. And um, as somebody mentioned, or maybe several people mentioned, it's just so, um, what a blessing to have practice, you know, to, to come back to and, 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 because you know, life, Life can be challenging, and mm-hmm. and to have that that place to go to of, and that's okay, and in and in the middle of challenging, it can be beautiful and joyous and all of that as well. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Can we get to, and so to to go back to your image of the marbles and roller skates or however whatever that was, yeah, it's like that's a challenging situation, you know, and so to have have practice, have ways to work with things, to practice with things, to bring us to what's really so mm-hmm. important, mm-hmm. so valuable. And there's it evokes you it sounds like in all a lot of us such a sense of gratitude. Yeah, Rebecca, as you reflected that, what I realize is really what ego's going for is getting to a place where I I don't have to pay attention, right? Because everything's mm-hmm. resolved. And the, the beam on roller skates in a room full of marbles, yeah, I mean, you have to pay attention. We get to pay attention every moment. And isn't that where, that's where the joy is to develop those muscles to really, really be here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it just feels like that juxtaposition of I want to get someplace where, you know, I can just go to sleep and not pay attention to anything or, I mean, you know, says ego or, yeah. Can I really be here for all the surprises that I have no idea are coming my way? Yeah, yeah. So ego wants no surprises, wants everything resolved, wants everything in, you know to, to be a certain way, the way it does. And the, and the way the, the way that you're describing it, or the way that you're, you're what you're giving voice to is no. I want to pay attention. Can I be mm-hmm. here? How can I be here for whatever surprises is here for all of life? A very different juxtaposition in in how the world is viewed or how where we where we are coming from. As we look. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you, Anne. So um, again, as everyone has been saying, it it feels like a a, a time of a large workshop, and the thing I was looking at was the difference between hope and faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, hope and faith. Yes, and there's been such a thread in all of the conversations that uh, the, the, the workshop is in recognizing that faith is not faith in, it's just faith. Mm-hmm. And that, that detaches it from I'm open to life. I'm open to life resolving this in a way that is, is good for all. And, and that, that orientation of being open, as someone, someone suggested earlier on the call, is not related to an outcome that is, uh, makes one feel good or resolves, the, resolves it in a way that works it, it's just such a process. It's, it's the difference between the process of faith and the content of faith, which to me becomes hope. Like, yeah, I'm open to life and it will resolve itself, but the hope is that it will resolve itself in an outcome that 
mm-hmm. works that works right that, that unless unless one is confronted with things not going the way I wanted to or I hoped it would or even I don't know how I hoped it would, but it, it would work out a certain way that, the, that the, mm-hmm. the content outcome is also not completely envisaged. But the place is, is when it feels like nothing is going the way it's supposed to, within quotes, to suddenly realize that one's faith is somehow related to um, a positive outcome, that the life, God, divinity, whatever it is, will work it out in this way. And sometimes one is confronted with having to accept life as it is in the sense of no hope and faith Mm -hmm. as process, not as a good outcome. Yeah, yeah, that is so. That is such a, a an interesting place to explore how faith can become faith in something, yeah. and in that yeah. faith in, there's this sometimes subtle, sometimes not, uh, you know, sense of it's going to work out the best for all, or there's something, and that that's where hope. That's where it can become hope. But as you're describing it, you can, you know, you're seeing that. Faith as a process is just faith, just that, faith, with no attachment to an outcome. And, and as you're describing it, it's like a no, uh, uh, something that I can recognize as good or best for all or whatever, anything. It, it's that, you know, divinity is going to do this or God's going to make that happen. But letting go of all of that and just staying in the unfolding of whatever is. And that feels like a, a, a that feels, I guess, a, 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 if I'm tracking what you're saying, that's the process of faith. Well, yes, it's, and it sort of brings me to acceptance in a different way. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's not resignation, and it's wow. not, it's not, it's, it's like more of the moment than I've ever experienced it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's really, uh, let me underline that. So where, where it brings you to a place, not of resignation, but of even more uh, openness to experience the moment. Yes, it, it's what someone else said. You have to be here because the razor's edge is, uh, if, if there is any, if the attention moves from being here then there's a way in which I could go into either resignation. Uh, yeah. The content of the content solves, which is the conditioned process of being all right, or that place of okay, well, uh, you know, God, the world, divinity will take care of it, and I'm still in the in the expectation of an outcome, even though it's not related to some specific content. Right, right, and because that's and that was a point you made earlier too that it, that there's a way in which the content gets carried through, even if we're not attached to a particular content. We can have a pretty broad field of, well, I'm okay with this content or this content or this content or whatever. You know, I mean, not necessarily even okay with, but an acceptance of or whatever. But what you're describing is actually not no attachment, no attachment to content. Yeah, to the process of hope, right? Which is which yeah. is not a content, but it's objective in its own right. Yeah, it's, it's, I just I don't know how to explain it other than that uh, place that I think of, uh, Phil was talking about, where God becomes a thing that's going to come and save me, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God I, becomes a thing that's going to save me. Yeah. Well, and the, and the thing that's Yes, and there's the, the interesting part for me about this process, which, is, which feels different, is that the faith is there. The edge is not that there is no faith. It's just that the faith is there, but it's not faith in something, which is an, an interesting place to, to, to be because there's nothing for the attention to lock into as firm ground, right? That it, this is the condition that will assist me to be in a state of well-being. It's I actually have the context of well-being, and I'm trying not to tip over into make that outcome-oriented. 
unlike what we might describe as the dark night of the soul, where there is no fate. It feels yeah. like being forsaken, right? Here, yeah. it doesn't feel like there's been, that, that I've been forsaken, and yet there is nothing concrete that is a reason for that fate. Yeah, yeah, that's that is such a, a, a interesting distinction to make. That there's a that what you're noticing is the faith is there. There is a faith, and is as opposed to the dark night of the soul where there is no faith, and the razor's edge, which what you're really seeing is that it can tip over into some place that is that is content oriented or in some way content. Uh, Influence or focused or something. Yeah, positive. Yeah. That it, yeah, and 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 it can be resignation. It can be hope. But the, both but both of those have that taint of content or of of you know outcome, focus. And what yeah. you're describing is not that. Is the the place where it is just the faith or faith, not in yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, well, and so the attention being on the moment being so important because oh um, there's that movement into the, the, the uh, I, 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 there's no other way to say it except that uh, true acceptance is not acceptance of either. It's just acceptance. That's the mm. whole thing that that word of makes everything conditional i'm accept yeah. or objective right it 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 takes away the non separate reality because it creates distance this is the unfolding and therefore the acceptance is in the unfolding not off the unfolding yeah yeah when when you say acceptance of um or faith in or you know, it's it's like what you're. It keeps dropping in as you're talking. Is the preposition is the is the thing that takes us to the uh, to the object or the outcome or the condition or whatever. But what he what you know to just keep keep stay, and that's why staying in the moment is so crucial because it is in that other movement, uh, you know, of, uh, that we can then. Uh, I don't know. Use the, the image of the razor's edge to tip over off the off the edge. Yeah, which is what I think also someone else said, right? There, that's why the awareness is is where the joy is, mm-hmm. because it, mm-hmm. it, it, without the attention on that place in that moment, we can't stray into the the conditional happiness. This is going to make you happy, and this is not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, including this is going to make you happy is divinity will rescue you, whatever the object is. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's in the awareness that, that, that we're actually off the edge, you know, and, and in the, with the attention on, the, on awareness is so important. And, and because even the, what's going to save me can be, can, can be one side of that razor's edge. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. 30 seconds for me to chime in? Oh, please, yes, absolutely. All right. Sherry, you're here. So the the word that I wanted to add to this uh, extremely uh, religious discussion this morning is love. Mm -hmm. And, And in exactly the way that people have been talking about it, especially that you and this morning were just talking about it, that that our opportunity is to love, not to love something, not to love because, not to love if or when. So it it really is true. It's, it's all those it's all those modifiers if that's what they are um, that that throw us off the track. And so uh, when we read some of our spiritual heroes, that's the place that we get to. I'm learning to love. I'm learning to mm-hmm. love. Period. I'm learning. I'm learning love. So if it were if we were a theistic uh, sort of a group of people, I would say, I am learning to love God regardless. That the whole mm-hmm. point is my learning to love. Because I can only, I can only learn to love by being love. And anything mm-hmm. that brings the conditional in means that, that I am not wholeheartedly just loving love. 
Mm. Oh, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm loving love. I'm learning to love. Love. And the way we do it is by being loved. That's right. By loving. Mm -hmm. loving. And anything that stops us is creating that dualistic world where ego is going to run the show. So, Mm. love. Love. Loving love. All right. Mm. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Go happy. Bye-bye.